0: Welcome, everybody, to the first ever episode of the Moneyline Madness podcast. My name is Steven Anderson, and I am joined by my good friends and fellow co hosts, Matt Cherico and Andrew Brucato. Gentlemen, how are we feeling tonight? And are you as excited as I am to get things rolling here on the Moneyline Madness podcast?
1: Absolutely. I'm feeling amazing. I'm very excited to talk sports with you two, make people some money. We all love sports, and we're all going to show you guys that as we do this podcast.
2: Yeah, like Andrew said, I'm feeling good. I'm pretty excited to talk sports with you guys. And more importantly, you know, center in on a hobby we all have in common, sports betting.
0: No doubt. And fellas, before we get going any further, I just want to take a moment just to explain to the listeners who we are and what we're going to be all about here on the Moneyline Madness podcast. It's only a short while ago that the three of us actually met. Back in September, we all began our journey as students at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting with hopes to one day reach our dreams and attain careers in the sports broadcasting industry. It didn't take long before we realized that not only do we share love for sports, but we also enjoy betting on the sports we watch, so we could think of nothing better than to create a platform where the three of us can spew our thoughts on the world of sports and sports betting. You know, ultimately,
2: these are our opinions, guys. So just know that we don't have a Magic 8-Ball looking into the future. Or, you know, providing us with all the right answers. I know Andrew kind of talked about helping, you know, our listeners win some money. And the truth is, that's our number one goal. But inevitably, we're going to be wrong from time to time. So just make sure you're betting with caution throughout this
0: process. Great point, Matt. And we certainly want everyone out there to know, while we promote gambling, we promote safe gambling on all the sports that we talk about. Um, one thing my dad always said to me is, if you can't afford to lose it, don't bet it. And I stick by that every time I bet on something. One more quick thought before we begin with the episode. As we forge forward here on the Moneyline Madness podcast, we're going to strive to make this as fan-friendly and inclusive an experience as possible. So please feel free to email your questions to themoneylinemadness at gmail.com, send your tweets to at Moneyline Madness on Twitter, or visit us on Instagram at Moneyline All your feedback is going to be crucial in helping us grow as a show over time.
1: Now, without further ado, let's get started with the inaugural episode of Money, My Madness podcast. Today, we plan on covering a few things, mostly actually all all football. Starting off with the NFL first ever week 18 and then moving on to the NCAA championship game however it's more of an sec championship game once again between the alabama crimson tide and my georgia bulldogs so for all you betting lovers out there let's get ready to win some money
2: all right start off yeah not to interrupt you um my fault but you know starting off we're going to talk about the obviously the last week of the regular season so why not kick it off with a local game first off we got cowboys
0: versus eagles I love it. I'll start right here. I'll take Birds all day long in this one and in this case twice on Saturday, not to be confused <laughs> on Sunday. A hard selection, but I got to go with them given that I'm an Eagles fan at heart. I don't care who's on the field for either team. I just think our desire to beat a rival and get our 10th win of the season is going to reign supreme. So, give me the Eagles at plus 176 on the money line. Go Birds, baby. Yeah, I
2: you know, I Probably would say I want the Eagles to win this game, you know, just for the almost underdog sake of the story. But I just I can't get on the betting train with them. I got to disagree in that. I do think that the Cowboys are just too strong of a team right now. Now, I did see Micah Parsons is more likely than not out with covid. Um, I think that actually could come down to bite them in the butt in the end of things, but for right now, I'm going to take the Cowboys, but I really, I wouldn't be surprised to see it go either way, especially, you know, NFC East division games, they tend to stay close no
0: matter what. So yeah, Micah being out could certainly be huge for the Eagles.
1: Yeah. I'm very much with Matt on this one. However, um, I like the Eagles. I'm actually rooting for the Eagles other than my Packers, obviously, but I'm rooting for the Eagles. I love their story. I actually really like Jalen Hurts, but the Cowboys are staring down the gun of a rematch with Arizona right now. Just lost to Arizona. I'm sure they're hoping they don't have to face them again, team they clearly struggled with. So they're staring the gun at that. So they need to get wins, try to move up if they can, or see Arizona move back because they have a tough game this week. So I'm going with the Cowboys. Big pressure-filled game. I feel like late in the season, playing a game like this, they're gonna wake up, they're gonna be ready.
0: So just a recap: the both of you are on the Cowboys, and I'm on the Birds. Yes,
1: sir. Absolutely.
0: Word up. Well, next looks like we got the Bears versus the Vikings, a game that, to be completely honest, you're gonna get no excitement out of me for this one. Who uh, cares? They both, right? yeah, exactly, dude. Both teams have zero to play for, but despite that. I think there's still money to be made. So I'm going to take the Vikings to cover the minus five and a half and parlay that with the over at 44 and a half, which gives you plus 253 on FanDuel. Both teams, especially the Vikings, can score some points. And with Cousins back under center this week, I think he gives the Vikings enough to cover the five and a half.
2: Personally, I I agree that this game is pretty much a stinker, Um, although, like you're saying, there is money to be made here. I believe that if you can match something of a David Montgomery anytime touchdown with Justin Jefferson anytime touchdown as well, um, I think you could kind of find some success there. Those guys have been consistent you know, throughout the end of the regular season, uh, back-to-back years now, and Justin Jefferson obviously staying hot per usual in year two. And David Montgomery tends to end the year on a good note. You know, the past two years in a row, we've seen David Montgomery towards the end of the season just absolutely light it up and post 150 yard games almost for a month and a half straight. So I'm going to go with uh, David Montgomery, anytime touchdown score and Justin Jefferson to pair that up with. And that's going to be my pick for Bears Vikes. Besides that, I really am not interested in touching it much.
1: Yeah. Who cares about this game, right? I've watched both of these teams play. Ultimately, I watched Minnesota last week without Kirk Cousins. They were terrible. They're usually very good on offense without Kirk Cousins, but since dylan has been out anyway, they really haven't been able to move the ball. I don't expect them to. If I was betting on this one, I'd actually bet the under because both teams' offenses are on. Interesting. They got a backup quarterback with the Bears. You got Kirk Cousins with the Vikings. So, I would go the under on that one. David Montgomery scoring is definitely good. I feel like he gets a touchdown every game at this point. I know the Eagle, uh, sorry, the Bears scored a lot last week. They played the Giants, so everybody scores a lot on the Giants. So I would go the under, and I'd pick the Vikings if I was picking. But it's going to be a close game. Now, moving on, taking us into the Panthers against the Buccaneers. On one side, you have a team looking to play spoiler, hurt a seed, hurt, hurt a rival's playoff speed, Seed. Sorry. And then the Buccaneers just looking to keep stay rolling. Afloat. Although they've had a very rough week, obviously with the Antonio Brown saga, that's hopefully over for right now. In this one, I'm picking the Bucks, picking the Bucks big. They just, they got to win. They got to stay healthy in this game and maybe get their offense going a little bit because of the injuries. But I'm pretty confident on the Bucks here. Also a touchdown score. I would pick Ronald Jones to get in the end zone at least once.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm rolling with the Bucs or more just Brady in this one because every time I watch Brady, he just finds a way to get it done. Look at the game last week against the Jets where they were pretty much getting their ass kicked. He found a way to come back at the end of the game and get him a W. So I'm going to take the Bucs to cover the eight points here. Uh, I'd even take it one step further and parlay that with the Bucs to win by one to 13 points. So give me that, and I feel very confident in it.
2: Yeah, I really I like the Bucks here, obviously, as well. I don't think that's, uh, you know, I don't think you have to have too much football knowledge to be able to call that one in this game.
0: Exactly. So with that
2: being said, uh, I am also going to hop on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers spread line. And I'm interested in also pairing that with a Ronald Jones anytime touchdown and Rob Gronkowski anytime touchdown. I know that they have a lot of weapons out now. Obviously, Chris Godwin's out for the season. And with Antonio Brown being cut, that really limits the options. Um, I think this week, you know, the Panthers secondary is pretty weak. Linebacker core is not that strong, per se. So I think we just get a classic, you know, Brady to Gronk connection for one touchdown. And then I could see Ronald Jones easily pounding a touchdown in through that uh Front four of Carolina. So like I said, I'm going Buccaneers minus eight with an anytime touchdown from uh, Rob Gronkowski and Ronald Jones. We're riding Tampa Bay all the way in this one.
0: Yeah, I like how we're all on Tampa. It makes me feel good about my pick.
2: Yes, sir. Three
0: nothing for Tampa in that matchup.
2: Coming up next, uh, another game that, you know, probably not too exciting. The Packers against the Lions. Not necessarily a total stinker. The Packers are always a pleasure to watch. Andrew, I know that's a compliment to your team, but uh, the the lions, of course, known notorious for stinking it up, but there is still money to be made. Like Steven likes to say. So what I would take here, um, I'm probably going to go with a Packers money line straight up because they are sitting some of their starters. Um, I don't, know how much Aaron Rodgers is going to play. They've been rumoring one quarter. They've been rumoring a half. So I'm not necessarily going to take that uh, entire spread of three and a half points right now. I know it probably sounds a little bit crazy. I see Steven shaking his head right now. He probably is enjoying that spread mightily, but I'm just going to stick with the minus 180 money line, not get too greedy on this one and just ride Green Bay for a little bit of a free money win over the Detroit Lions.
0: In all honesty, I completely understand where you're coming from. I am going to take the Packers to cover the three and a half. And if I were going to bet the over and under, I'd bet the over. However, the Packers are seven, nine, seven and nine this season when it comes to the over under. So I might be in the minority there, but I just think the Packers present too many issues for the Lions. The Lions blow. Let's be 100 (laughs) percent, Frank.
1: Yeah, they stink.
0: They stink. Andrew uh, it looks like you got something to say there.
1: Well, listen, you've been on the the Motor City Dan Campbell. You've jumped off that wagon a long time he ago. We've to had go, plenty dude. of he needs to about. go. No, he doesn't need to go. He's done a gra- That's actually I think he's actually what- a
2: solid coach. They just don't have the defense to handle the Packers even without Aaron Rodgers. Whose not
0: fault really. is that though, Matt? Whose fault no, is that? No,
2: it's not. It isn't it isn't uh Jared Goff's fault and I don't think it's Dan Campbell's fault just yet. Oh, it's Dan Campbell's
0: that- fault for hiring Anthony Lynn.
2: I think that you give the Lions one to two more years, and we could see them on the come up. Maybe with a different quarterback, though.
1: All right. Look, All right. I'm a I'm a Packer fan, so obviously in this game, I'm interested less in what Aaron Rodgers does. He's gonna win the MVP. He's gonna have they, they might go up 14-21, nothing. To be honest but that doesn't mean they're going to cover. I mean, this team's had big leads all year and they, they get by with this by the skin of their teeth. I mean, Christmas day, they had, it looked like they were going to win by three touchdowns. They won by two points. I mean, they're that type of team. And like I said, I'm a big motor city, Dan Campbell guy. He has those teams fight fighting that team fights every week. So I would definitely say close game. I do still think the Packers cover cause three and a half is really low and I'm excited to see what Jordan love does. So, I wouldn't bet on Jordan Love. I'd bet more on the early part of the game. Aaron Rodgers, maybe Adams touchdowns, but interested to see what Jordan Love does for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm interested in Love, too, in all honesty, because who knows what's going to happen with Rodgers at the end of this year? I mean, his contract situation is completely up in the air and not to don't get worry, completely he'll be getting track. a new
1: contract. Don't you worry. Well, don't
0: you. we don't know, though, because it looks like they're going to have know. to tag Devontae I'll Adams, which could be a lot of money, so... I mean, it's possible for sure, but I'm just for saying sure. it, it'll be interesting to see how love plays, given the fact that no one knows exactly where Rodgers will end up next season. With that said, let's move on and take a look at the Bengals versus the Browns. Personally, I'm going to take the Browns in this one. They spanked the Bengals in week nine. Although scripts have completely flipped since then for both teams, the Bengals winning the five of their last seven games, Bengals are resting all their starters before the playoffs and the Browns are home. So give me the Browns money line. If you're really feeling the Bengals in this one, they're plus 215 on the money line and plus 270 to win by one of 13 points. So if you really, really, really like the Bengals, I would suggest going that route. But personally, I'm on the Browns.
1: You yeah, I'm sorry, oh, you Andrew, go. go ahead. You know, you
2: go, you go. OK, I uh, you know, I really uh, like you were saying, if you wanted to hop on the Bengals bandwagon, I am entirely on the Bengals bandwagon these past couple weeks. Um, I am believing all of the hype behind Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. So with that being said, I am going to parlay uh, Bengals money line, which is currently plus 220. And I believe that's a steal. I know that uh, they are going to be sitting some of their starters, but I just think that the Browns are so mudded this season that truthfully straight up. I think that the Bengals even half strength can still come out with a victory. I'm going to take Bengals' money line, and I'm going to parlay that with a Joe Mixon anytime touchdown. Um, I believe they stick to their ground-and-pound game, and although they could be resting him second half, I think it's pretty easy for him to get a first-half
0: touchdown. Matt, what site are you using?
2: Uh, I'm on FanDuel currently right now, and really? I'm looking at the anytime touchdown parlay builder.
1: Oh. Interesting. Give me one sec. Yeah, with, I, that's, a, that's a lot more interesting than what I was going to say. I mean, I who cares? Like the Browns, they're playing. I think it's Case Keenum starting. Baker's getting surgery, asking for trades. I mean, I, the Bengals are probably going to win this game by a lot. Even resting their starters, probably not going to play the second half. No Joe Burrow. I guess that that makes you a little more confident of your Cleveland. But what do they have to play for, right? They were a team with high expectations, and they're going nowhere. So. Ultimately, I think the Bengals win this one by a lot. And also, I'd see I'd struggle in this situation because of the Bengals situation themselves, resting players, to take any time touchdown scores or yards. So I wouldn't put anything there. I mean, I guess you could say a Joe Mixon touchdown, but I'm not. That touching was probably any my safest
2: assumption. Yeah. If somebody on the Bengals example. have to score because Jamar Chase, you know, receiving touchdown. I just I don't want to have to bet on the backup for the ba- the Bengals because truthfully, I don't even know who it is.
1: Yeah. Who who knows? I think who's it's even, Finley going to play. Yeah. Wow. because
0: Ryan that's, Finley.
1: Well, no, incredible. I believe the starter is going to be Brandon Allen. But even Brandon, oh, Allen yeah. probably won't play the whole game because he might. You know, you're always one play away from playing. Right. So. Absolutely. Even one play away from being a starter, so Finley will probably get in there too. You know
0: what's stunning to me, guys? I used FanDuel as well when I created my notes for this, and I got the Bengals, I mean, not even an hour ago, probably at plus 215, which is wild to me that they jumped up five points. But in addition to that, Matt, I wanted to touch on, like, I'm not able for that game specifically, on my Mac at least, like, I don't have the option to choose an anytime touchdown scorer from that game on FanDuel. Really? Yeah. Like I have the popular, like popular is where everything usually is. But even if you go to like same game parlay, there's no anytime touchdown scoring options. And then if I even go to, there's not even a, a, a spot for like player props. But then if I click on scoring, it's just like the team scores, and then like team to score first or blah blah blah. Like I don't see any anytime. You know, it's funny. Scoring. It
2: actually doesn't tell me all of. It doesn't give me options for every single game now that you're saying that. Yeah, so assume, that's what, Like, why do I have an option for a Peyton Barber touchdown? Anytime touchdown, but I can't find, uh, like, you know, like, uh, Jonathan Taylor. I don't I, don't I think
0: understand. it's because they're not sure who's going to play and who's not with the fact that like, some yeah. of these games aren't okay. so important. Because, like, in the Lions-Packers game, bro, I'm going to go back to that real quick, it's, like, the most basic of bets that you're able to submit. Like, you can't even... I'm going to pull it up right now. Like, all they have is the the regular bet, spread money line and total. They have nothing else other than like a four way margin victory, which is some of the things I touched on earlier. For instance, like if you were interested in the Packers by one to 13 points in a win, like that's plus one forty five.
2: Yeah, honestly, that's
0: probably the best bet right now
2: for probably value. would be.
0: They're minus one eighty on the money line. I don't even understand in reality why FanDuel does that. Like why they yeah. give you the option. <laughs> why the not?
2: Yeah, like why not just take that? Every single time, exactly. like, do you really think that the chance of them put winning by fourteen plus is that significant that you would risk the minus? Like, I don't know. I would take the oh, forty-five well, all day as a value pick.
0: I didn't even consider that. Like, in all honesty, I just thought if it was like anywhere from one to like more than one point. But you're right. Like, it has to be within one to thirteen. Which I I understand why that like adds a little bit more difficulty. Yeah, I still think it's a All great right. pick, though. First, no, of absolutely, yeah, I like it still, for sure.
2: All right, hopping back on track now. We have the Chiefs and Broncos. Um, you know, the Broncos, another team, kind of dead in the water, but still money to be made from Denver. I really like Javante Williams the way he's been ending the season. That uh, running back core that they got going on between him and Melvin Gordon. Um. I am not exactly sure if you could pick one or the other or both to score a touchdown, but they've been on an absolute tear. So if possible, I would like looking at a Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon touchdown.
0: Really funny you say that because I'm on the exact same bandwagon. I mean, I'm on the Chiefs to win this game because I don't think they're going to lose another one after losing in heartbreaking fashion to the Bengals last week. It's not really a sexy pick if you were to pick them on the money line. So that's why I would say going towards a Javante Williams or a Melvin Gordon touchdown anytime during the game. Jay Williams is at plus 180 right now. Melvin Gordon's at plus 210. They're the number one and two running backs on that team. They're playing at home. They have to score some points. So I think it's nearly impossible for one of them not to get in the end zone.
2: Absolutely. You know, you you parlay the two of them putting in a touchdown, $10 is all of a sudden winning you 90. So great pick in my opinion.
1: Yeah. My heart breaks for Broncos fans. I really felt like this was a year where they could make the playoffs, maybe make some noise as a wild card team. Unfortunately, they're a quarterback short and they've kind of always been here the last few years since Peyton left. So unfortunately I'm probably going to go chiefs big because I think the chiefs are fighting for that one seed they want to play home they want to be at arrowhead every single game in the playoffs same thing that the packers want with lambo it's just that's how it is for some teams they want to play at home they need to play at home to really get that feel so i think the chiefs are probably going to play their starters until this game's in doubt and i think it'll be at about the third quarter the game will be in doubt and moving on to the titans texans not really much for the texans to worry about here but hey let's play spoiler on the number one seed right and uh I don't have them doing that. They're probably going to lose this game by a pretty good amount. I got anytime touchdown. I got A.J. Brown. Easy. Um, Don't know if he's going to hit the receiving yards. I think Texans defense is bad, but I think they're going to spread the ball around. They're going to have this game over early, so I don't think he'll be in very long, but he'll get a touchdown. Probably the first drive, too. But uh, Titans by a couple of touchdowns and early this game's over.
0: Similarly to how I agree with Matt on the Chiefs-Broncos game, I agree with you, Andrew, because I think the Titans are going to definitely be looking to roll into the playoffs with some momentum. So I like Titans' money line here. I like A.J. Brown anytime touchdown, and I like A.J. Brown to go over 68.5 receiving yards. Combine all those three in a parlay on FanDuel, you get plus 249 the Texas defense blows, and the Titans are definitely, again, looking to roll into the playoffs with some momentum, so give me that at plus 249.
2: Yeah, this game for me, I'm not going to lie, Sunday at 1 o'clock, I am absolutely not watching this game. <laughs> it's going to be an absolute stinker. I know Tannehill's coming back, but personally, I just I can't stomach watching the Texans for more than 15 minutes. Um, I do think that there could be one diamond in the rough here, though. I like Brandon Cook's anytime touchdown currently is plus 210. And if yeah, you parlay hot. that with the that's Tennessee hot. Titans minus 10, $10 can win you 73. So yeah, that interests me a lot. Um, I think that the Titans absolutely should blow them out of the water. I think I really like Dante Foreman and everything he's been able to do with Derrick Henry being out. AJ Brown, obviously, Andrew, you're hopping on the AJ Brown train. Um, I think oh, that... Yeah that receiving core, you know, getting full strength again, not full strength, obviously, with Julio being out, but getting near full strength. I think that we're going to see them easily able to beat the Texans. But I do like Brandon Cooks for a touchdown. The guy is nails. I mean, last week he put up 80 yards in a touchdown with 60 yards in defensive pass interference penalties.
0: So we'll take it you know, I'm riding brand. Yeah, he's still this. absolutely a threat. I mean, I really like him too. The only thing that makes me nervous is just the lack of talent at the quarterback position for them absolutely. and their inconsistency to be able to move the ball down the field. Like there's been some games where they put up some points, uh, specifically that comes to mind, the game against the chargers where they just upset them two weeks ago. But then you look at some games like where they put up no points against the Colts, like they got railed. And so I just, it's too tough for me to like really lean on them and say, like, I, have full faith that they're going to get the ball in the hands of their number one receiver, but they should technically be able to. Yep.
2: So moving on. Now we have a rivalry coming in Steelers versus Ravens. Now Steelers, not exactly the most competitive team this season, but they are looking to upset their Baltimore rivals and, you know, almost sneaking for a playoff spot here. So with that being said, I do really enjoy the Steelers at plus 180. I think that's a value pick. And I think that Baltimore, they just don't have it this year. I think their window to win was kind of that 2018 to 2020 season, those two seasons in there. And I think that they're just a day late and a dollar short. And I'm taking Pittsburgh in this one. I'm rooting for Mike Tomlin to keep that positive record in the regular season.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 gonna disagree with you. I actually think the Ravens get Huntley back. It looks like I, I like him. I really like him. I think he'll be a starter somewhere. Maybe even hey, let's get him to Pittsburgh. Maybe maybe he makes yeah, some noise there. I doubt they would uh, make that deal to Pittsburgh there. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the Ravens pretty good, pretty big. I mean, neither of these teams are getting to the playoffs because in order for them to make it, they would need the Jaguars to win. And that's we'll get to that. But that's hey, That's man. actually the next day. Hey,
0: never but say never.
1: Never say it never, but me say mean. never. Yeah. But <laughs> it makes me um, nervous to
0: do. But I'm, I'm rolling with the Ravens.
1: Yeah, I got it. I, I got to go with them. They got the better quarterback at this point, honestly. And I don't even mean that as like anything at Ben. I love Big Ben, but he went through a lot of emotion last week. This is probably the final game of his career, but he went through all the emotion last week of a home, his final home game. There's just not much for them to play for because at that point, they're probably they're, they're not going to the playoffs. So I'm, I'm going Huntley, going with the Ravens.
0: Yeah, and I actually just completely stepped all over what I actually wanted to say, which was that I'm also on the Steelers as well. Why I said I'm on the Ravens, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> but I, I agree with Matt. I think they're a value pick at plus 180. I watched them handle the Browns in pretty convincing fashion last week. And I just think that they're going to go out swinging with Ben's last game. And like Andrew laid out, they have an opportunity to make the playoffs on a miracle shot if they win this week and some other things happen for them. One being the Colts losing to the Jags. I know we don't really expect that to happen, but give we've me seen the crazier things, funny. man. I know that's we've exactly seen, we've seen, and you crazier know, with shit. a week
2: 18 being put into the NFL, what type of almost poetic justice would it be for a team to just squeak in because of that last week? You know, Roger would be. would be licking his lips and just sleeping like I a don't baby want to that picture night.
1: that. I don't yeah, it'd like the NBA. That. It'd be
0: like the NBA trying to create that um, playing game so they could get Zion in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly.
1: Like, but but honestly, th- uh, we'll move on to that game. Colts Jags. I mean, yeah,
0: let's it, take a look. Let's at be that. honest.
1: Does anybody actually in in your right mind? I know Matt has the miracle mindset on right now. Listen, I'd love to see the Jags win because it causes chaos and I love chaos. I'm Colts big, right? 15 and a half. That seems too low after the way that Jacksonville played last week. I mean, they don't, their players just don't want to be there. They want to go on their vacations. They want to stay start their off seasons. They're done. All right. They don't even have a coach that it's over for them. I got a 20, 30 point win for Indianapolis just to, Put the icing on the cake that they're going to the playoffs. Them and Jonathan Taylor, anytime touchdown, maybe even two, three touchdowns for him. He's still fighting the MVP race, apparently, too. So, yeah, I'm going Colts big. Jonathan Taylor, couple touchdowns, bet that easy. There you go.
0: You know, you know how I actually, feel about.
1: My bad, Matt. You go. You
2: go. Oh, I'm sorry. It's funny you say that, uh, Jonathan uh, Jonathan Taylor, multiple touchdowns, because I was actually looking at a Week 18 special that FanDuel has right now, and they have Jonathan Taylor, 200-plus rushing yards or three touchdowns, at plus 450 right now. Say that one more time. Jonathan Taylor, 200-plus rushing yards or three touchdowns.
0: That's steep, man. I mean, he can absolutely do it. I would lean more towards the 200 yards just because three touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns. And the opportunities have to be there. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough to break a 62-yard runoff. So, like, they have to get on the goal line most likely where they give him those opportunities, like, on the one. And I just – it's tough to get that three times. And I I, yeah. I would lean more towards the 200. But personally, I probably wouldn't touch either. Um, Now, is he going to be playing the whole game? Do you know? Probably
1: no. not. Probably no, they're not. gonna have okay. that game done by halftime. Yeah, yeah so maybe the, at that point, too. at
2: that point, probably not the best. Sorry, Fanduel, no. but you're not getting my money on that one. <laughs> good, good try
0: though.
1: Smart, smart.
0: Yeah, so just quickly to surmise how I feel about it, I'm on the Colts to cover the 15 and a half, and I'll take the points. So I'm on pretty much what Andrew and Matt said as well. There's no chance that the Jags give them much of a run in this one, but on to the next one in the Bills versus the Jets. I know this isn't how it goes, but B I L L S. Bills, 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 baby. <laughs> Ever since they suffered that tough loss in overtime to the Bucks a few weeks back, they've been ripping off wins and points. I expect them to do the same exact thing here against the hopeless Jets. 16 and a half points is a lot, but with them needing to stay hot entering the playoffs, I like them to cover. Give me the 16 and a half points for the fucking Bills, baby.
1: No, no, Um, that's a lot of points for, I mean, you saw the Jets the other day. They played a really tough game uh, against against a team that
0: is suffering from injuries and lost players and lost their maniac receiver in the middle of the game to God knows what
1: you're right. But what are the bills playing for? They're playing for a division title. I get it. But just because the pressure of it it feels like 16 and a half is a lot. I mean, the jets are coming in here. You saw the, I mean, you saw the jets the other day. They have a lot of talented players that are starting to actually show you something. Braxton Berrios, anytime touchdown hit that easily. He's been amazing lately. I think he'll be a new England Patriot next year. He just fits the mold. You don't have to comment on that. Just it clearly fits the mold, but yeah, I mean, perfect. The way that the jets have been playing, they might keep it within 14. So I'm, I'm going to go, don't hit the 16 and a half. That's very high.
2: Wow. I Wow. You know, honestly. <laughs> Just wow. Um, that's all I could say. Yeah. <laughs> Truthfully, my personal opinion here, I'm breaking out the tables, joining Bills Mafia, and hopping Let's on go. the bandwagon. Let's Not go. only You're am I to right going place. to take the Bills, I'm going to take an alternate spread now. And I believe that we are going to see the Jets get three-pieced. I am taking bills minus 20 and a half for plus 150. Now, listen, listen, listen. I see you making that face. Andrew, listen, the bills, like Steven has said are red hot. We've seen the type of potential that this offense has now that their run game is finally catching up to where it was last season between Devin Singletary and who was that? Uh, Matt Breda in the backfield as well, right?
1: Yes,
0: that's an excellent question. I'm not positive.
2: I believe that they've replaced Zach Moss with Matt Breda. And ever since they have been rolling, man. So I really don't think the Jets, I mean, the Jets just look like they're going to quit. I I really don't. (laughs) I don't see the Jets as a threat like that. I mean, they're on the road and, you know, the bills are home week 18. I'm riding that just as a value pick. I know I like these kind of a little bit more of a, a risk, obviously, at plus 180 and for three touchdowns. But I'm riding Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs all the way right now.
1: Yeah, your red hot hey, team was losing at halftime to the Falcons. Just saying,
2: bro. The Falcons have been playing good ball
0: as well. You know, no, the Falcons. We're gonna talk are about. Very, we're gonna get right to now, that right actually. now. Actually, we're gonna get to them
1: right now, and we're yeah. gonna talk about how they're not a good team. You know.
0: I'm all right. Well, Andrew, I don't think you're right, bro. I mean, I'm <laughs> not interested in this game this week at all. This is on my shit list for sure. On to like next to the Giants and the Redskins or excuse me the Washington football team. But I'm gonna take the Falcons at home plus one fifty six. You want to talk about a value pick. I mean, I can't believe they're dogs at home after beating the Saints earlier in the year in a tightly contested matchup week eight. Ultimately I'll take a healthy Matt Ryan over Taysom Hill any day of the week. So I'm taking them plus one fifty six.
1: Okay. Um I'm gonna disagree completely. I, I don't like the fal Like, the Falcons are, to me, I I'm love Matt a Ryan. About it. Seems like a, well, I'm not being a dick about it. Listen, I was born in Georgia. I know, you know, Atlanta's, they love their teams in Georgia, all right? They've been through a lot. They're going to be through a lot this Sunday. I don't know about you guys, but for these games, it's the toughest for me to watch, because, like, the Saints, they don't control their own destiny, and you know, it's their own fault, but you w- even if they win a this game, they're probably going to miss the playoffs, it looks like. so, But I am taking the Saints, not big, I'll say a 10-point game. But, yeah, I don't think the Falcons are as good as you guys are making them out to be. I mean, you guys are making them out like they're going to kill the Saints this weekend. No, no, no. I got the Saints 10 points.
2: Wow. On I the road. I don't know, man. See, I really am kind of annoyed that you're not putting some respect on Cordarrelle Patterson's name right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the fantasy MVP like, of the regular season. I mean, come on, man. The money line being plus 156 alone against uh God knows who at quarterback for the Saints. I mean, come on. I'm taking the Falcons all the way just purely because I believe that now they're at home week 18. Obviously they're not making the playoffs, but they're going to show out one last time just because they know personally in their heads that the saints ain't shit. You know, the saints are coming in and they're not exactly a, a frightening team. They can be beaten. So I'm going to ride with the Falcons, uh, plus plus one fifty six And I'm going to ride with Steven on this one.
0: I was just going to say, man, I'm sensing a little trend and I love it, baby. Let's go. Yeah. No, nah, I am. You, uh, I'm digging sharing this a lot one. of the same feels. Now let's flip the script a little bit because I know I just laid out that game as one of the ones that's on my shit list. This one's at the top of my marquee for games I'm interested in this weekend. I mean, a divisional matchup. Both teams have aspirations to reach the Super Bowl. I'm taking the Rams to cover minus four simply because the 49ers are without Jimmy G. I mean, Trey Lance played well last week, but I just think the Rams defense is too advanced. And I think they're inevitably going to give him headaches. Something interesting to watch, though, will be to see if Stafford can keep from turning the ball over because he has six picks in the last three games. However, still on the Rams to cover minus four.
2: All right, Steve, you had me and then you lost me. <laughs> see what I'm thinking on this game. What did I, do? Um, I know the Rams are kind of a big, you know, in everybody's head, they're kind of that David and Goliath kind of Warriors style team. So I'm going to kind you know. of go against the green a little bit here. Um, currently you cannot build an anytime touchdown for this game, but if possible, I would like the 49ers spread at plus four and then parlaying that with an anytime touchdown from Elijah Mitchell. I think that's going to be all out for that game. And I really like Mitchell and the way he's played. I think a touchdown is kind of
0: inevitable at this point. Would you guys agree that he's gotten some rub, but still doesn't get enough credit for how well he's performed this year as a pretty like, I mean, I think he might've went undrafted, but if he didn't, he was a late round pick. He He
2: was, he was undrafted, man. He definitely, he came out of nowhere. And if you picked him up in a fantasy league on a waiver wire, you're definitely thanking yourself for it. Probably did well in your playoffs.
1: Some of us won our playoffs, but yeah, on this one, I'm, um, I'm pretty clean on the Rams. I'm not a fan of the Rams. I have my uh, queries about the Los Angeles Rams, but um, I'm gonna go Rams. Pretty, um, they're covering the four in my mind. Uh, I'm assuming Jimmy Garoppolo's not playing. It looks like he has a chance. I'm not a Jimmy G guy. I'm not a Lance guy either, though. Personally, quarterbacks win you championships, and their lack there of a star here kind of takes me off of them, but. Yeah, I'm going Rams as long as Stafford can keep the ball on their side because they he's been throwing way too many interceptions. He's been pissing his teammates off. They've been punching Ravens players in the asses because they've been so angry with these interceptions. I mean, so I'm, I'm going to go Rams and I'm also going to take an Odell touchdown anytime. He's been he's been doing really well lately. Obviously, I kind of killed them when they made the uh, signing because I was a little upset he didn't come to Green Bay, but. He's been he's been proving me wrong I and I'm, you guys I'm are actually better happy off. about it. Well, you say we're better off, but I mean the guy's hot right now. I'll give him that. I'm not a huge he, Odell he's guy. Playing but well. he, he's playing really well right now. Anytime touchdown Odell, hit the minus 4, hit the under though cuz I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to muster up much offense. Maybe some running game but not enough.
2: It's, it's funny you know, and actually Andrew that you uh you said that about the quarterback situation for the Niners because I think that the potential of their quarterback situation can almost lead to Vegas underrating them somewhat. I think that because their quarterback situation is so kind of interesting and not concrete, I think that the plus 180 and their future uh, kind of lines in uh, the playoffs could be somewhat of a value just because I think that they could be anybody. Their offense, you know, between Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, like this is a good offense. All they need George is that Kittle. quarterback. Oh yeah, dude, don't forget it. They a the top three tight end. Me, if not disappointing, once, like, the
1: he's had a he disappointing had, like, two year. The he's
0: been best weeks back to been back, 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 had had back
1: but, but what did he, he do easy. before that? That's I said a whole year. Yes. He's been good lately, you're but, you're but right. it is that a, is a full little year, bit of a confusing year because so of health. I mean, with tight ends, you get hurt. I mean, it happens. Yeah. He bangs
0: too. Like he gets in there
1: for sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. I think that, uh, I, I think that the
2: Niners could be somewhat slept on. So that's a team that I'm going to kind of keep my eye on throughout the playoffs and kind of see what their lines are because I think they are one of those teams that kind of can be anybody, even the best of teams like the Rams this week, you know, now moving on, we have the Patriots and dolphins. So another kind of stinker for the dolphins, but for Patriots fans and new England fans, they're excited. I mean, it's very reasonable for them to be excited. They got a young quarterback in Mac Jones. They got a young defensive core. Um, It's just – it's really exciting for them because, honestly, they're everything I wanted the Giants to be this season.
0: Well, you guys still got a long way to go there in New York, but despite that, I can't say it took me long to decide on this one. Give me the Pats, cover minus six, and I'm pretty confident in parlaying that with the over at 40 points as well. Pats – excuse me, Patriots showed last week that they could score. They put up 50 on the Jags, and the Dolphins showed they're capable of giving up a ton of points. Dude (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> it's still 50 points.
1: You're right. You're right. 50 burgers, a 50 burger. But this
0: like, regardless, the Dolphins prove that they're capable of giving up a bunch of points. They got railed by the Titans last week, 34, three. So, and one last caveat, the Pats have some revenge on mind after taking a week, one loss to the Dolphins by one point, a score of 17 to six So give me the Patriots minus six and parlay that with the cover of 40 points.
1: Yeah, I'm going to make mine quick. Pats, big. They're definitely covering the six. I love Mac Jones. I don't love Tua. I don't love the offense in Miami. I really like the defense and offense in New England. Sneaky, sneaky Super Bowl pick there. And uh, yeah, we can move on to the next game, which is the Cardinals and Seahawks, because I know Steven's really excited to talk about this one. I've read his thing already. He's very excited to talk about this one. I'll make mine quick on this one, too. I'm not a Seahawks guy. I think a lot's going to change there. And this game's kind of just the uh, the preview of their offseason. You know, Russ, maybe what I would like to see, and I know they probably won't do it, I'd like to see him get a uh, third quarter, fourth quarter standing ovation. Take him out of the game. I expect the Cardinals to romp in this one. So let's get him a nice moment in Seattle. He's done a lot for them. So let's give yeah, him you're a, moment a
0: baseball there. fan. So you like all that cute saying goodbye. I'm shit, a like cute
2: say Jeter. goodbye guy. I was yeah, at the, the farewell right tours and all yeah, that. Right. Oh,
0: geez. Save the sappy stuff. This is the out. National Football League. <laughs> exactly. Get down and get out. I mean, but, but he means a worked. lot
1: to them. He means a lot to them, so I do hope he gets his moment.
0: I agree. I I mean, he certainly deserves his comeuppance in in a good way.
1: Before he gets on his flight to New York.
0: Yeah. All right. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. I know Matt would be jollier than the Green Giant if that took place. Truthfully, I don't know how
2: I feel if I want him or not, but we could save that for another conversation. I think that right now Seahawks being plus six and a half – I like that personally just because I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think it's going to be within seven. So I would take that at minus 106 kind of all day.
0: Yeah, I mean, people might think I'm crazy for this one, but I'm going to ride with the Seahawks money line plus 235 on the road in the big toaster, baby. I mean, it goes without saying, but the Hawks have had a miserable season, just like Andrew laid out. But Russ and the gang are going to go out swinging here. I like Metcalf and Lockett. I like Penny, and I like him on the turf with speed. Give me Seahawks plus two thirty five big, big, big value pick
1: interesting hopefully, interesting. really I mean, a nice moment,
2: yeah, my little brother's a Seahawks fan, so <laughs> that would uh, that would be very uh, pleasing for him to see them beat a division rival like that. I mean, the Cardinals, you know we've had we've seen even from last year from the like the memory of the dK Metcalf chase down. These are good games. So I think that that is absolutely a must-watch. 425 on Sunday. That is Seahawks-Cardinals.
0: So what is that, two for the Hawks and one for the Cards? I believe so. I believe so. All right. Now, would you guys want to get this one out of the way before we touch on the last game? And that would be the Giants versus Washington. I mean, I can— Who
1: cares? Yeah, I just don't give a shit. Who cares? Respect Mike Lennon. The the game could finish three nothing. It's it nobody cares. It be the You're right, you're right. It'll be like thirty-four to thirty-three final or something like that. Is that's Glennon playing thinking. or is Fromm? It's Fromm. It's From uh, that's what I thought. My favorite quarterback ever. You know I'm a huge Jake Fromm guy, but he's terrible in the NFL. I wonder why. So uh book the Washington I, football team, future Washington Admirals, book them by like thirty.
0: You know what I think is funny is that you have such an admiration for Jake Fromm when in reality, because he played well, just like we talked about in class earlier, he played well his freshman year to the point where you guys could not bench him the following year because he had took you to a national championship. That caused Justin Fields to transfer out, go to Ohio State, have a sensational career where he was up for the Heisman. He then gets drafted in the top 10 of the draft, actually at number 10. And it's having a fairly successful career with the Bears, while your guy is technically the third stringer for a shit franchise, dude. I yeah, can't. We'll, I can't we'll help talk it about that. my
1: Georgia sorrows later. A little later. We're almost there. All right. I know you want to pick at my Georgia heartbreak. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. get there.
0: But Guys, Matt, before, before you hop in here, I was just oh, gonna man. say, if you're looking to win some money here, I'm on plus one forty, and a win by one to thirteen points for Washington, just because I think Heineke gives. Washington, a better shot to win than Fromm does for the Giants.
2: All right, guys. I'm going to be that guy.
0: I'm (laughs) going to be the one. I am going
2: to be the one. Just knowing, knowing the Giants, knowing that, you know, we have those two top five draft picks just sitting in the palm of our hands. Why not? Why not lose a game to Washington and secure, you know, Uh, possibly potentially higher draft pick, right? That is the absolute best thing that the Giants could do in this situation. With that being said, knowing the incompetence of this franchise, I'm rolling with Giants money line and parlaying (laughs) that with the under the Giants are are plus 245. And I know that this is going to be one of those games that I am just absolutely pissed. The Giants won. So I may as well make some money off of it in the meantime. You know what I'm saying? So I sounds think like that sad,
1: it's going to
0: be an absolute – Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like a sad existence as a fan. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound I good. Don't, my team sucks so bad that they win when they should lose. It ain't <laughs> much, but it's This honestly. is a
1: Knicks fan, so you can tell. Dude, all right, relax. All right, <laughs> relax. <laughs>
2: yeah, especially
0: um, after I, tonight.
2: All right, all right. I think right. that – the Giants, it, like I said, it's going to be one of those games that they just shouldn't win, but they're going to pull it off. And it's going to be so irritating. But we'll finally see. You know, Evan Ingram will put in a touchdown. Saquon will have two. And Giants fans on Twitter will be like, oh, the Giants are back. New York football, like, oh, exciting for next one. season. Yeah, like, Fromm's got potential. Give Fromm the keys. Like it's going to keys. it's going to give the, yeah. All of a sudden, John is going to come out and he's going to praise Joe judge. You know, it's going to be absolutely atrocious. And for that reason alone, I'm riding money line and I the under think... offensive.
1: You stink. almost had
0: me convinced to Johnson. change my, my pick, but I'm yeah. still going to roll with Washington. I don't
1: think I'd give Jake from the keys to my Honda Accord. I wouldn't give him the keys yeah. to anything. All right. you. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, awesome.
0: I don't think so either, Red. I'm yeah. gonna... How about that new Ram you're looking to Those buy?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe. We'll see.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, it's come down to it, boys. We're at the last game. We're Chargers-Raiders. I mean, I personally, I can't pick against the Raiders, especially after we just lost to King himself, Mr. John Madden. So I like the Raiders at home. Plus 138 on the money line. If they win, they're in. And they've proven several times this year that they're the heart attack kids of the AFC. Most memorably on Thanksgiving against Dallas with a thirty-six. 36- to 33 victory on a last minute field goal so i think they do it one more time in a high scoring affair give me the raiders here plus 138.
2: yeah i agree honestly i really like the raiders right now um i like the position they're in and i think that they can really make somebody's team extremely angry come playoff time i think that they can sneak in and they have that type of talent And it's gotten to the point defensively, too, because we've seen the offense can air it out. We know Derek Carr can air it out. We know Josh Jacobs is a good running back, and we know Darren Waller has, you know, two, three touchdown potential and is a wide receiver at the tight end spot. But we haven't seen the defense able to keep up enough to make them kind of an elite team and move over that hump. With that being said, I am going to take them in this spot to beat the Chargers. Like you said, they just lost John Madden. They're plus 138 at home Sunday night. I mean, the script is there. You know, we're getting a Derek Carr classic. I'm gonna go ahead and take the Raiders at plus one thirty eight and then pair that with a Darren Waller touchdown. That gives you ten dollars to win thirty-five. And honestly, I'm cool with that. I think that uh the Raiders could win us some money.
0: Matt, I hate to burst your bubble, but Darren Waller has not played since week thirteen.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's playing this week either. Really? Because yeah, I thought they were hurt. Really, he's not he's coming questionable back? though. He is questionable. Yeah, I do I'm think there was a, sure. a chance.
2: I saw. So I followed this guy. There's this For guy. His name is. Uh, I'll give him a shout out real quick. His name is Doctor Jesse Morse, the Fantasy Doctor, and uh, I absolutely love his tweets because he fills you in on exactly what's happening with these guys and kind of his insight on oh, where he cool. thinks the injuries could go. So what he had said, I think it was Monday. He thinks that there's a chance that Darren Waller plays simply because if he's able to, he, they're going to want him to get reps. And I think that if he's out there, he's good for a touchdown, especially because yeah. they're going to
0: want competitive. Dude. Yeah. I mean, if he's playing and you got your horses and you got the opportunity to win and get in, I mean, dude, you better be getting the ball into the hands of your best players. Or Passaccia shouldn't expect to be back next year as the head coach, which or he still might not happen even if no, they win. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, he won't be back next year. But uh, for sure, it's the last game of the year. you got to pull out all the stops to make the playoffs for sure. I'm I'm glad you guys brought up John Madden. Obviously, we lost to King. Love him. And, and I've actually been saying that to my dad, who's a Raiders fan. You know, I hope they go on a run. I really do. I hope. After everything that this team's been through all year, they deserve it. They, I honestly think they deserve it more than anybody in the AFC. Could you uh, imagine, could, man? Could you? Uh, it'd could be you amazing. Imagine? It'd be a great story. So I certainly want them to win. I certainly think they could. Uh, I wouldn't bet any spread here. This is just too close a game. But I would take, if Darren Waller plays, he's getting in the end zone. He's going to work so hard to get in that end zone. Also, would uh, Justin Herbert, going to throw for a lot of yards. Don't want a weaker defense. But it's going to be a close game, and I mm-hmm. hope – I hope the Raiders win. That's really all I got for you on that one. That's all I can really say there. I
0: think but, for the exception of maybe the Buccaneers game, which I could be remembering falsely, that might be one of the only games we all agreed on.
1: For sure. I mean, I think that one was more done by heart for me. Yeah, I'm for big, the I lo- Obviously, I want the Raiders to win so I'm. But yeah, for sure. I don't think we agreed much at all. Uh, And naturally, because we think very differently. But and speaking of us thinking differently, um, let's move on to the college football playoff national championship game between my Georgia Bulldogs and Stevens, Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, Clearly, we see this one. differently. Yeah, clearly we see this one a lot differently. And hopefully it goes a lot differently than the last time these teams played uh, in the SEC championship. Alabama routed in World Tide. Yeah, clearly we see where he's at. I'm also at – I'm for Georgia, obviously. I'm surprised that we're the favorites in this game. It doesn't personally make sense to me, but it is what it is. Um, I think this is more of a fan's view. This defense has to play a lot better than they played last time. N'Kobe Dean played really well against Roll Michigan. I time. expect these guys to do that again. You think we have a kicker at quarterback. He's going to show you why he's not a kicker. He, he looked really good at that. He looked really good the other day. I'd take the uh, Georgia Bulldogs at the minus three, and even though I'm surprised we're the uh, favorites.
0: Pardon Uh, me while I just throw up in my mouth real quick, man.
1: (laughs) Unbelievable.
2: (laughs) You know, with that being said, I think, um, you know, I am not as big into college football, you know, as you two are. But I think for the value of it right now, you got to take Alabama. I mean, plus one twenty five. I think that Georgia most likely has the best chance to win this game. But for the value of plus one twenty five, I don't see how you cannot take Alabama betting wise. I mean, I see your pick is the minus three for Georgia, almost as, you know, that one forty five money line kind of scared you away a little bit. That extra 40 points, did that kind of deter you because of, uh, you know, you don't think you should be favorited?
1: Yeah, no, I don't think we should be favorited. We got our asses kicked by them last time. I I don't understand why they're the favorites, but even even the rankings, I mean, Alabama's number one, Georgia's number three. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. I think it's a miscalculation there, but yeah, that kind of takes me away from it. Like, I'm not going to guarantee a win, but a close game for sure. Like a two, three-point game, I mean, for sure.
0: Like I was saying to you earlier, I really think it sits at those numbers right now. Because of the fact, and I know you disagreed with me, which is fine, but I do think Mechie being out for Alabama poses issues for us because you guys have such a good defense and then you're going to be able to lock down Williams at the one. So he's going to, I mean, Bryce is going to have to be able to find other guys, you know, I mean, which he has shown ability to do. He's. I mean, Slade Bolden has come on strong as of late, but... I think that's why. And then plus, you got to consider the fact that it's tough to beat a team two times in the same year, especially somebody that you're as familiar with as an SEC foe Absolutely. like that. So I really think that that's the reason why the numbers sit like they do. But, I mean, I'm certainly not arguing with it because mm-hmm. I like it us to be the underdog I love it
1: actually yeah uh huh. the rat poison yeah you guys are sleeping on it yeah exactly yeah. like
0: Saban likes to say the rat poisoning.
1: yeah Fine. I have a prop that you want to throw up in your mouth a little more I think this might make you um I have a sneaky suspicion uh the Georgia the reason Stetson Bennett plays is because he can run I have a sneaky suspicion they're going to get within the 10 yard line and he's going to run in for a touchdown so if you want to hit Stetson Bennett rushing for a touchdown that is something that could interest people the only thing I think with
0: that, a caveat to consider, is I don't believe that they allow you to bet
1: I'm not individual
0: sure. player props for college. because yeah, I'm not sure still- because I
1: know for certain sites they do because I know my friend the other day had a Hassan Haskins and James okay. Cook. Or no, okay. Zemir, sorry, Zamir White. He had a parlay. He parlayed that with the uh, the money line of the Georgia game. He didn't hit because Sasan Haskins didn't score, but I don't I believe it was FanDuel as well. So I think you can. I just think okay. it's usually the day of the game you can bet it. So hit Stetson Bennett rushing for a touchdown, everybody, please.
0: We should have probably made this clear in the very beginning of the show, but all three of us are using FanDuel as our Absolutely. As our basis for where we're getting these numbers from. And all of these numbers are basis to change or up for scrutiny up until the minute the game kicks off because things change all the time. So just for Absolutely. those, of you know, you've listening, seen COVID
2: this season. I mean, exactly. COVID injuries, everything under the sun. I mean, these lines are changing. Even Vegas doesn't know what's going on. So I honestly think that this could be an opportunity for us to even take advantage at some points because Vegas doesn't know the lines sometimes. So for all you viewers out there, I definitely think that some of these picks, when we say value pick, we're not just saying these for the memes. These are actually value picks in our heads because like we said, the lines can change at any time. So if you think a team is hot, you got to get it while it's hot.
0: No doubt. No doubt at all. And just to sum up my picks on, on the championship game Monday, obviously I said, I like Alabama plus plus one twenty five on the money line. And if I were going to parlay that, with anything I would probably take the under in the game just because I think that the first affair was so high scoring that both of these defenses and teams are going to go into the film room and really try to establish a basis for how to limit the offensive success. So I could truly see a 17 to 14 score in this one. I really could.
1: Absolutely. I could see that too. Just two really good defenses in my mind. Honestly, it's, Georgia's defense played really well against Michigan. It's it's going to come down to that. So I I, th- I do think it's a low-scoring, close game.
2: All right. With that being said, I believe that is going to be it for our first episode of Moneyline Madness. I appreciate you guys for listening in. Uh, my name is Matt Cherico, Steven Anderson, Andrew Brucato. We're going to be back weekly with episodes. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias and enjoy your night. Thank
0: you. Thank you, everybody. See you next time. Roll Tide.